Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. Next up, we have master well-being educator, certified multimodality healer, and entrepreneur, Devi Brown. She's the chief impact officer at Chopra Global and the host of the leading spirituality podcast, Dropping Gems. Coming up, I talked to Debbie about the moment she discovered her calling in wellness education, the importance of creating a daily practice that can support your life, and what it was like guiding Warriors champion Draymond Green through his own healing journey. Up next, Debbie Brown. Let's go. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Download the podcast, leave a five-star rating. This week's theme is make space for healing. Many of you listening to this podcast know I've been on a personal healing journey. Meditation and therapy has helped me center myself and stay in the moment. But I also understand that in many communities, especially communities of color, talking openly about things like meditation, therapy, and generational trauma can be extremely difficult. We've been taught by society that being the toughest version of ourselves is how you actually achieve. Black men in particular have been expected for so very long to hide our feelings and just endure. But working hard at your goals and being constantly tough are two vastly different things. There's a way to push yourself while making room in your heart and mind to be vulnerable. If you really think about it, one of the strongest things anyone can do is let themselves face their biggest fears. Face what's in your shadows and overcome the trauma that has always followed you. In my life, I try my best to honor my own journey and keep the conversation about mental health and wellness happening. Because taking care of your body also means taking care of your mind. My next guest knows all about that connection. Debbie Brown is a master healer educator and entrepreneur who is by far one of the most trusted voices in the wellness space. She uses her platform to have transformative conversations and offer education on everything from spiritual psychology to meditation. Coming up, I'll talk to Debbie about her thoughts on the rise in wellness in mainstream media today, what the benefits 
of crystals are in daily life and what she thinks the first step is if you want to begin your healing journey up next Debbie Brown Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. My next guest is a master well-being educator, healer, and entrepreneur who also serves as chief impact officer at Chopra Global, the meditation and education wellness company founded by Deepak Chopra. She's also the host of the leading spirituality podcast, Dropping Gems on our brother Charlemagne the God's iHeart Media Black Effect Network. Also, there's more on her podcast. She leads the transformative conversations and offers education in spiritual psychology, meditation, and energy with a focus in the BIPOC community. It is my honor to welcome the majestic Debbie Brown to the Renaissance Man podcast. Ah, uh, my brother, I bow to you. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor to be with you. Yes, ma'am. I was just on your Instagram and I appreciate your post today about men and understanding, you know, their feelings because being like not only a, a, a tall guy, six foot eight, 230 plus pounds, but being a black guy, sometimes people, I think, forget that I also have feelings. Yeah. And I also have vulnerabilities. So I appreciate your post. <laughs> but I have to ask you about the beginning. At what point of your life did you discover that healing and wellness education was your calling? Oh my God. Ooh, thank you for that question. I've been thinking about it so much because I think, you know, so many of us notice these seeds about ourselves really young. And so as a child, I knew that I had a really different and kind of strong intuition that I didn't know what to do with and I didn't know what it meant. But I always found myself in these like emotionally charged situations. And, and you know, I didn't really know what to do with all of that, but I was so interested in human transformation from a really young age. Like I was definitely the 10 year old reading self-help books. Like what is going on in this mm. crazy place that I've landed? <laughs> um, but I think, you know, it was really around 2010. That's the very first time that um, right around that time is when I started meditating. And for me, that was the game changer because the thing about meditation is, and, and we can read so many books and we can have powerful experiences that shift us, but meditation teaches you how to cultivate an internal world inside of yourself. And so when I first gained access to that, it was so revolutionary in my body and in my life and in the way that I was able to break really challenging and painful patterns in my life. Um, and it was in that moment that I, I was just like, I'm, I'm meant to do more with this. And over the next coming years, you know, I traveled the world quite a bit, studying with different masters and healing in mindfulness and meditation. And 
I knew really clearly that I was held, I was called to um, aid others, especially in communities of color with these tools that help us alleviate internal suffering. So communication and just kind of being an open heart was always something that I knew was a foundational part of who I was called to be. Who are some of those mentors that you just described that you worked with and you learned from in your mindful and your meditation practices? Yeah, you know, the, I think one of the most important guides in my life has absolutely been Deepak Chopra. Mm. I first learned to meditate through his work many years before we ever came together to work with one another. But, you know, Deepak had one of his first books that was a global bestseller is called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And I read it in a time in my life that I was struggling really deeply with depression, like a high functioning depression. Nobody would have known. I was still mm-hmm. doing well, succeeding, you know, able to be kind of vibrant in myself. Mm-hmm. But inside, I was so exhausted. Inside felt like a daily battle. And I remember reading that book and it just shifted my understanding of what life could be. It created more possibilities for how you could be with yourself and with the experiences that you've had. So Deepak absolutely has just been such a transformational presence in my life that I'm so grateful for. For day to day, because what ends up happening is anything that we really need individually for ourselves, it seems like something always gets in the way. Whether it's work or task or your kids or your mate. So what are something of a practice that you can recommend for our audience that we can just try to add to our day that Mm. is going to help us all along that mindful journey. Oh my gosh. You know, it, there is nothing more important Jalen than creating a daily practice for yourself. And a lot of people are kind of wrapping this in a mainstream way of like self-care, got to do self-care or spiritual practice. It's about prayer. It's about this. It's about all of it. Mm. You know, for us to really be, the highest version of ourselves possible, the the versions of ourselves that feel like there's space inside to become more. We have to have a holistic approach. So we have to have daily kind of structures in place that support our lives. And foundationally, I encourage everyone, even if it's only five minutes, Mm -hmm. find a moment to get still and to get quiet. I understand that to start that practice feels really uncomfortable. None of us have typically slowed down enough. And very often you haven't maybe greeted or looked at the different things inside of you that need your attention. And so stillness and silence can at first feel really triggering to do. Like, nah, I can't do that. Ah, I think too much. But when you move past that, because we're all humans who think around 30,000 thoughts a day, biologically, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. But the more practice you give it, just do it every day without judgment. You'll see your life expand. And I think for those that that doesn't feel possible for, just start to notice yourself in your day. If you feel like you move really fast all day long, you're rushing from this to that, you're with your kids, you're pushing through things, just start to notice when am I moving fast and I don't have to. Is there, are there moments that I'm just staying at this pace because that's what my body has been used to in this kind of sometimes fight or flight or this pressurized Mm -hmm. movement. And is there ever a moment that I'm walking fast and I can say, can I slow down? Do I really need to be there this fast? 
when you start to make those awarenesses in your life kind of come to life, it makes the rest of it flow so much easier. You did an incredible job on your Amazon Prime special called The Sessions, where you helped my brother, Warrior Star Draymond Green, work on his mind as well as work on his body. The four-time NBA champion, who I got a chance to not only watch and support while he was in high school, but it's great for me to now see him mature as a man and as a father and as a professional. So what was it like going on that journey with an outspoken athlete like Draymond? Uh, it was absolutely incredible. You know, the thing that, that to me, you know, having that opportunity through the sessions uh, with Deepak, with Draymond, the thing that was so powerful working with him is Draymond is truly one of the most self-aware people you could ever meet. You know, so it's like, even if he didn't have a meditation practice yet, like his heart was so open, his curiosity was open, which is really the biggest step in any kind of changes we want to make in our life, moving from judgment to just being curious, what's possible? Why do I feel this way? Why do I want this? And he's just so highly intellectual. So he's definitely somebody it's like, you start talking to him about something, if it connects, he's all in and he wants to know everything possible and kind of really holds it with a high level of respect. So working with someone that self-aware was such a, such a privilege, such an honor. And he was just really, really committed to investigating any and everything, being curious about ways to amplify his own journey to, to really create some, some spaces and some shifts. And, you know, the thing that was so powerful to me, Jalen was like, at, when we were filming this, one of the things that he was really clear about in this process was, I want to win another championship. Mm. I'll never forget. We were sitting there talking about goals, talking about, you know, what are some adjustments you want to make in your life? What are some ways that you want to you want to grow? And he was just very clear that his intention for this year. And I think we stopped filming the week he entered training camp. His mm. intention was, I'm going to win another championship. And he did. And, and the beautiful thing about sports, a lot of times is people dismiss the journey and they only want to talk about what happens at the destination. And yeah. so I got a chance to watch him like go through the turbulence of a season, whether he was in or out of the lineup, whether Steph Curry was in or out of the lineup, starting the playoffs and, uh, you know, just being that force for them down low. And so I have to make sure I acknowledge something for you that's really important. That's to me has been a change in this mindful journey. Like some of the most outspoken, toughest people in our community, our bestie, Angela Ra, who's been on the show, Charlemagne the God, who's been on the show, Draymond Green, myself, like having us being more open about meditation. How important is that for the journey? <sighs> It is so important. It is so important. You know, a thought came to me earlier today, kind of around this. And in the athletic journey, there, there is this kind of projection of role modeling that mm. this expectation people have for athletes. And, mm. and then also sometimes this, this, sometimes a rejection of this, hey, I'm not here to be perfect Correct. for anyone. The, the powerful thing about role modeling is it's, it's actually the word doesn't equate to good or bad. Role modeling something doesn't mean you're sharing great behavior, 
doesn't mean you're sharing bad behavior. It means you're showcasing something that gives other people the opportunity to pick up on it and see if it's a fit for their lives or if it could change their lives. So when we're able to kind of own our stories, but then also share the processes of the journey. I think for a long time, a lot of people have stopped at, hey, I had some hardship. Now I have some good things. And that was the extent of the conversation. But the in-between is what the world needs. Most people have not had healthy relationships, emotional regulation, unconditional love role modeled for them in their lives. Mm. And that's a really, really big issue that we all face. And it's not because anyone didn't deserve it. It's just sometimes experiences, trauma, life circumstances don't allow for us to get some of that goodness shared with us at young ages where we can learn how to care for ourselves, learn how to soothe ourselves. So the more people like you, the more people like my sis, Angela, Charlemagne, Draymond, share that kind of middle passage of the journey, the more freedom we extend to everyone. And I have to ask you this because the people that you just mentioned, fortunately for us, we're one percenters. So mm -hmm. I'm going to ask a question about the other 99% that's really important. With social media, what ends up happening is people think if you're not a multimillionaire, you can't tell me anything. Yeah. But they also think because you're a multimillionaire, you don't have problems or feelings, right? So. What is your advice for those who are trying to find their voice, trying to find their strength when others around them dismiss it because they don't see them driving the fancy car or living in the fancy house or having thousands of people following them on social media? Yeah, yeah. You know, what, what you're speaking to, I think the piece is all of us are called to find and connect with our most authentic self the version of us that exists, irregardless of anything happening in the world, who our friendships are, the roles we're playing, the likes that we get, the way we're being perceived or not. And it's just fundamental, fundamental for our journey to be able to come into that space, to live a life that feels authentic for us. Mm -hmm. And so for anyone that is feeling maybe disconnected from purpose in some ways or feeling like you're a little too pulled by what people are thinking about you or a little too pulled by validation or non-validation. What's so important is in those moments, take a step back and only think about the ways that you can invest in your unique, authentic self. Mm -hmm. For each of us, that is different because we have all had such varied life experiences that require different things in them. But almost all of us require some level of healing, some level of cleaning our lens of perception, some level of new ways to care for self. So I think whenever we're noticing that there is any internal battle present, whether it's projections on people on Instagram, feeling like we're being attacked, anything, it's so important to take a step back and say to yourself, but how can I honor me right now? What is the truth of my existence, of my experience? How do I allow myself to open to the feeling of being worthy? In your book, it's called Crystal Bliss. You got to read us through the process of selecting crystals. What are the benefits of crystals and how could someone incorporate them into everyday life? Uh, beautiful. So Crystal Bliss actually came out a little ahead of its time before this 
this new wave of wellness came in. The book was released in 2017 and it became kind of a cult classic, you know, being able to connect to rituals. And I'm working on a second book right now, which is about generational trauma and self-care practices for people who have experienced really complex lives um, and, and making wellness really tangible for that experience. But, you know, crystals, ritual um, practices are so important and crystals are really beautiful tools. One, they look dope. They're amazing mm-hmm. and gorgeous, but they have energetic frequencies connected to them. And in that book, I kind of explore that and I share meanings behind different crystals, ways that you can use them to harness in your meditation practice. And I also share a lot of rituals, you know, a self-care practice, something I highly recommend for everyone. Look for practices that regulate your nervous system. Take salt baths regularly. I take between three and five a week. Don't know what it's doing to my plumbing, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, and I think, you know, that's one thing that is like, the way athletes care for themselves is actually so beneficial for a healing spiritual journey as well, because the way that you condition and really are tender with your bodies and highly observant of your bodies, that helps people on healing journeys release trauma from themselves and come into more acceptance with themselves. Salt baths, highly recommend. Play music for yourself, dance, Mm. move your body, Um, work with some heat therapies, you know, really, uh, I love biomats. Those are really good hacks. Work with me, working with PEMF technology, Um, and also just speak life over yourself every chance you get. Look at yourself in the mirror, look yourself in the eyes, speak life over yourself in your journey. And those practices, meditation, um, life-changing. Your healing is so very important. And I want to make sure that you know, not only are we doing this podcast, I'm also going to write a column that's going to be featured this Thursday in the New York Post about this work. So I have to ask you, it's almost like for me with rap music, I remember feeling like there was a time when the smart conscious rap kind of was put on the back burner because the ignorance was something that was to be sold to the masses. What do you now feel as a healer? Because I remember there was a time when people like yourself or a queen of fool, they didn't necessarily have the platforms to talk about this. You have an Amazon Prime special. You have a podcast like you're doing so many things. I saw you on Extra with Deepak. So what has it been like for you to now see that people realize in society that this work is something that we really need? And it's extremely necessary based on so many things we're dealing with personally and politically. Mm. You know, I just feel so grateful to be alive right now. I feel grateful Mm. that we are in this paradigm shifting moment. Like we're having so many conversations about so many complex subjects that have really um, created limits on society throughout human history. Like, Mm millions of years, you know, we're undoing a lot right now. And so I think that there is a lot of charge around that. Um, I feel, I feel excited, but I also feel, you know, the thing about wellness as an industry, right? I'm a, I'm a healer and I'm an educator, but this is also now an industry. The wellness market makes, I think we're at $3 trillion a year. The thing that's really important is that when things do hit mainstream, very often, um, a lot of language gets appropriated that people don't fully know the meaning behind. So now that we are in this moment where mental health is on the forefront, 
we are hearing a lot of things being misused, a lot of predatory behavior coming into this space. And so I just think it's really important for anybody that is feeling called to do this work. Please do your research. Mm-hmm. Please really listen to yourself and listen to your gut. Get get work in multiple spaces. Look at a holistic view because when it comes to being in this journey, it's not just about therapy mm-hmm. and mental health. That's a piece of it. But then even within the therapy conversation, there are different types of therapy. Maybe cognitive isn't what you need. Maybe somatic is. Then you want to also look at, you know, practices to come into embodiment with all of this knowledge, with all of this work. It, it's a lifelong journey, which is something I always want to convey to people. It gets more fun. You can get creative with it. So in this moment in time, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy I remember when I started this journey, Jalen, like I, especially as a career path, I came from working in the music industry and entertainment. Mm -hmm. And when I left that world, I got a lot of feedback when I was trying to teach meditation, Mm -hmm. you know, that that something was wrong with it, especially in my community where that it was somehow not of God or Or weird or crazy, weird or And it's like, all of this is so ancient and they're old, I believe, tools to be in deeper communion with God or with whatever higher power anyone connects with, you know, so that, that I'm excited now that everyone has the opportunity and whatever ways are best for them to get to know themselves better, to release things that may have been, you know, dragging them down, may have placed limits on their lives. Um, We all deserve to be free and we all deserve to love of ourselves and we all deserve to feel worthy in our lives. Your drop in Jim's podcast is incredible. Congratulations. You said something on there that I want to ask you about because I was stalking everything about you before we <laughs> do this interview and I consider you a friend. So I thought I knew everything, but I didn't know this. This, this was a jewel for me, a soft place to land where consciousness meets your everyday life. Tell me about this space you're creating and why it's important for you to focus on the BIPOC community. Yeah. Oof. Oof. You know, there was a moment in time, especially like in the 90s and the early aughts, where the personal transformation world was really rooted in people yelling at other people, Mm. you know, get it together stand up for yourself, do this, go out and achieve. Right. Mm. And I, I personally completely reject that style of transformation. I think a lot of us, what we actually require to be our better selves is true compassion, true authentic Mm -hmm. love and opportunity to be soft. Mm. If you have a background of culture, if you are a person of color, so much of the journey since the inception of human history has been wrapped in forced resilience and having to be strong and having to push Mm -hmm. through and having to endure. Right. And so many things have happened to people and bodies of Mm -hmm. color that there were, there was never justice for, there was never apologies for, there was never even a hearing of someone's pain. And that has been so insidious to the black family, to the brown families, to any families, uh, really all families that have experienced traumas. And so I believe that what we all need is the opportunity to feel safe 
very often for the first time. So when I, I look at my show and I look at all the work that I do, whether I'm leading a workshop in the community with executives, leading bigger retreats with Chopra, I always look at how can we come into this moment and feel presence mm. and alleviate any internal suffering? It's different for each mm. of us that may be present. So when I say soft place land, I always am looking to be a space of non-judgment and neutrality where we can just unpack some of the things that have happened to us, be empowered by the ability to stand in new choices, and then call in things that, that are a better fit for our lives, that, that we're more deserving of. And I also think we have to always be expanding our consciousness. Mm. The idea that we know everything or enough about mm. something is silly. You know, we're all on earth right now as these versions of ourselves for the first time. And this place is incredibly complex. Yes. So staying open, knowing that there's always opportunity to expand, to learn new things, um, and to just evolve our own views. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really important. There are things that happen that force us in a lot of ways to reset our clocks. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it's our birthdays. It may be New Year's where we have resolutions. But I have to ask, like, what kind of advice do you have for anyone thinking about starting their healing journey that really doesn't know where to begin? Mm, 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 mm. Thank you so much for this question. For anybody that is connecting to our voices right now and connecting to what we're saying, for the very first step, I want you to get a journal. I want you to get a piece of paper and a pen. I want you to go somewhere quiet. And I want you to just write down things that currently feel present Mm. for you. I think the most important part about starting a healing journey is being really honest about what our starting place is and coming into a space of imagining how would we like to feel? Mm. Even if you've never had that feeling before, Mm. that could be key. That could be rest. That could be feeling understood, seen. You have to start really imagining what that is and, and just being honest with ourselves that Maybe you don't have that or have never had that and start writing it down. Get clear about where your work resides so that you can create a plan for actually how to meet those needs inside. So when we get clear, we start getting things out on paper, whatever your thoughts are. It can be as a bullet point, doesn't have to be dear diary, Mm -hmm. but start writing about what you think. Start, have the courage, cultivate the courage to start writing about how you feel. No one else has to read it. And then start looking at what is the deeper need that needs to be expressed there. Mm. If this is what I'm feeling, if I feel unheard or if I feel like I can't catch a break or if I feel this, start noticing when did I start first start feeling that way? Mm. When do I most feel that way? Start investigating yourself. You know, sometimes we can get into these big investigations in our lives, even deep diving on people's Instagrams, right? How did I end up on this page? <laughs> right, right. Looking at people's stories you don't even know. You're like, how did I start right. looking at this story? Right. Coming into all this information. And it's like, if we can turn that same kind of investigative, curious lens on ourselves on a day-to-day basis, we gain so much power in our own lives. You know, we really create a space of being able to heal anything, even the things that we thought were untouchable and also almost manifest, you know, anything that is for our highest good, whether that is deeper relationships with people, less drama, a better job, a purpose, or just feeling 
good being yourself. Mm. All of these things are possible. And we just need to kind of get really present and get clear about what do I want to change? What do I want to release? What do I want to feel? Well, as a society, we're so very fortunate that you're dedicated to this work. And you do so many incredible things as an educator, as a healer, as an entrepreneur. And as I mentioned, the sky's the limit. You're about to write another book. You're doing work with Amazon. I just saw you on Extra. Like It's incredible what you're accomplishing, but I know that the sky's the limit and you got so much further to go. So I thank you. But before I let you get out of here, I have a rapid fire segment called Gone in 60 Seconds. You ready to do this? Okay, let's go. All right, let's get it. You have a deep connection with Tupac Shakur. What's your top Tupac song and why? Uh, All of them. Okay, my favorite song to rap along to from start to finish, every verse, even the features, is Picture Me Rolling. My favorite Pac album is actually one that no one really thinks about. Tupac and the Outlaws is one of my favorite albums ever. Classics, classics. You got to go deeper in the crates for the Tupac love to know about that. How about this one? Name an up-and-coming wellness leader who you think more people should and will know about. Mm. Gosh, you know, in this moment, I would love to call out a dear friend who I think does so much incredible work in wellness artistry, and that is Londrell. Londrell is an amazing, amazing artist. He's also an author, and his work is really deep, and it's rooted in growth and transformation, and he does it through music, storytelling, um, and live performance, and he's incredible. Thank you for the recommendation. You're a champion of introspection. Mm-hmm. Is one thing you can definitely be better at and practice more. Ooh. Mm. I don't know. I'm really feeling myself right now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I think I, I love where I am at with myself and, and my journey. I think um, one thing I want to be more intentional about is definitely creating more beautiful meals more slowly Mm -hmm. in my life. I I do find that like food has become kind of an afterthought for me and I'm just trying to be nourished and, and, you know, get the calories up for my energy. But I definitely would like to be a little more intentional and move a little slower in the kitchen when it comes to, to preparing nourishment for myself. I love that one. That's one of the things that I've tried to adopt in my life to get me to slow down was to not only plan my meals, but to prepare some of the meals. That forces you to kind of just sit still and be with your thoughts. And lastly, before I let you get out of here, name one person who would be a dream guest, anybody of all times, besides Tupac, anybody of all time (laughs) that you want, who is somebody that's going to be on the Dropping Gems podcast that the Renaissance Man audience is going to say, Oh That's God. her dream guest. Oh my God. Ah. Mm. Beyonce and Jay-Z Ooh. as a couple. Mm. Yep. I think I think Beyonce and Jay-Z are truly two spiritual teachers um, who who are really committed to helping people heal and grow through their artistry, through their philanthropy through their creativity. And I would just love to talk to them about 
that deeper call, that sacred responsibility that that they've really been kind of sharing with others. That's a terrific answer. And again, thank you so very much, my sister. I love and appreciate you. The work that you're doing is invaluable. Stay encouraged. I love you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for all that you do. Like you are just such a tremendous, tremendous powerhouse in the world with the way that you share yourself. And I love the way you share your broad range of curiosities. You're a meta learner who allows all of us to come on the ride. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Last call. Last call. I'd like to humbly thank Debbie for stopping by the podcast. She's someone who has so many gifts to share to the world. And I feel like the work that she's doing right now is just the beginning. One thing that stuck out to me about Debbie is how aware she is of what she would like to practice more. Yeah. She's a master healer, and she admits she's definitely feeling herself because she's winning at the moment. But she also wants to do basic things like cooking and making meals in her life more than just grab and go. I can relate to that. Is your life in the microwave or are you taking time to make these decisions like putting the food in an oven? Because food is something we should savor, something that we should experience deeply, not in a rush. And I'm glad Debbie could share an area in her life that she'd like to focus on more. So I ask you, look in the mirror right now. What is something in your life that you like to do more? Whatever it is, remember, Debbie's suggestion Write it down and listen. No one else has to read it because your journey is your own. I'm the Renaissance Man. See you next week.